I don't think uh, too many of us are mourning the passing of 2021, are we? I don't even gonna, I'm not even going to talk about why, uh, because we're all talk, tired of talking about why. Um, I remember this time last year, we were wanting to wave uh, bye-bye to 2020 and see that bite to dust. But it's been another year of struggle and darkness, but we give thanks to our good and gracious God who has led us through the darkness into his wonderful light. I'm Jonathan Coleman, one of the pastors here, and I'm glad to get this new year started with you gathered here in the worship center and those of you who are joining us online. If you're new around here, you might not know that 2021 was a a uh, year of big transition at Anderson Hills. Our senior pastor, Mark Rowland, retired after 18 years of incredible um, leadership. And I'm so thankful for Mark and the countless ways he and Melinda have uh, blessed our church. And uh, last March, Pastor John Ferguson joined our team as the pastor who would follow Mark Rowland. John and Mark had three uh, months of overlap, which was an intentional plan uh, that Mark and our administrative council had worked out with our bishop. It was a, a great season of transition, and God helped us utilize that time to continue to grow in our ability to fulfill our mission, to glorify God and produce uh, fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ who transformed the world. Now, Pastor John was really excited about preaching this sermon, but unfortunately, his wife Jennifer tested positive for COVID on Friday, um, so he is staying home, and you got me. <laughs> Thankfully, her symptoms are, are okay. She's doing well. And uh, he wrote uh, the next part of the sermon, and he asked me to read it, uh, to you, and so I'm going to do that now. So this is from Pastor John. I'm so thankful for our amazing leaders, staff, and pastors who are always there to provide great leadership to Anderson Hills. I'm sad to miss this weekend, but I know you're in great hands. <laughs> Thank you for your continued prayers for everyone in our world who is suffering from COVID-19. This weekend, we began our first year of many new years together, and I'm so thankful. Serving with you is an awesome and joy, joyous experience for my family and me. I can't even begin to describe how thankful we are to be able to serve here with you. Pastor Mark Rowland, who led this church for 18 years, told me many times that I would be absolutely amazed at the faithfulness of the people of Anderson Hills. And let me tell you, he was not wrong. Every day I'm humbled that I get to serve here with you. Mark had a great tradition where he dedicates some time in the first sermon to talking about the state of Anderson Hills. And I want to do a version of that. The difference is, is that I'm working with our leaders to prayerfully discern God's vision for Anderson Hills. And we'll be talking more about that in the first quarter of this year. It's a process that we take really seriously, especially because I'm new and God sent me with two ears and one mouth for a very good reason. 
Those of you who have been around Anderson Hills for a while know that we don't do lead pastor transitions very often. Three of our last four have been here for at least 15 years each. That's smart because new pastors, because new pastors were a lot like getting a new puppy. You just don't want to do that very often. I'm proud to report that my potty training accidents are down by 90%, so I think we're making progress. But seriously, changing leaders is a risky thing. I ran track for one year in high school, which tells you exactly how great I was at it. One of the events I did was the 4 by 200 meter sprint. And I quickly learned that the race was won or lost in the passing of the baton. There are so many things that can go wrong. So you spend countless hours in practice working to be sure that you do it right. World records are made or missed during that quick exchange. 2021 was a year of baton passing for Anderson Hills. Not just between Mark and me, but also in our children's ministry, student ministry, facility team, and media team. As we welcome Lauren Arena, Kevin Connors, Rob Cook, Joe Leonard, Trey Semitis, and Doug Siebenbergen to our team. Wow, that's a team dream, or dream team right there. Let's praise God for these new members of our, our dream team here at Anderson Hills. I thank God for them. Best of all, every single one of these transitions was done with excellence. That, my friends, is primarily a miracle of God and secondarily a great result of planning by our leadership on PPRC, council, and staff. Many batons have been passed and none have been dropped. God is good. These transitions take place in a very difficult time in our world with the COVID-19 pandemic. At this time last year, we had about a third of our pre-COVID attendants worshiping in person, a third online, and a third we didn't know where they were. The past few months, we've had about 60% of our pre-COVID attendants in person, 20% online, and 20% we aren't sure about. However, it's tough to get an accurate read on our online attendance, and we believe our online counts are conservative. We made a massive investment in online worship and in-person worship, spending $240,000 of a gift that was given by the Withrow family. The reason for that large investment was to replace aging equipment and to make essential improvements for those who worship from home. The Withrow gift will continue to be used to make new ministry ideas possible that wouldn't have been possible without it. Financially, we're waiting on year-end numbers, but our giving appears to have slightly increased over 2020. And 2020 was a strong year for us. Praise God. Thank you for your faithfulness in giving. Unfortunately, our expenses were also up with staff changes as COVID led to less growth than we forecasted in 2020 and 2021. Thankfully, we have great leaders on our finance team who are helping us address this problem while continuing to support 
the many great ministries of Anderson Hills. We were blessed to celebrate 18 baptisms and 45 new members. God is so good. We look forward to God doing more and more in 2022. We've experienced great things in our life group and our bands where people continue to grow closer to Jesus Christ and to one another. One of the best parts of the overlap time that Mark and I had was the opportunity to meet with all the life groups, Bible studies, and prayer groups. you got to understand that retiring pastors often like to coast during their last couple months and take life easy. Not Mark Rowland. We scheduled as many meetings as we could pack into our schedule, and he was at virtually every one of them. What a blessing. There were two main purposes of these meetings. First, for me to have the opportunity to meet you. And second, for you to have the opportunity to help shape the vision for the future. Vision work is not something that a pastor should do in isolation. No, it's done in community together. In the next few months, I'm excited to share more with you about what God is laying on our hearts. We are a church that is full of so much kingdom-building potential. I could not be more excited to serve here with you. In Jesus' love, Pastor John. Great State of the Union address there. John, I know he's watching online. Well, friends, that might be the longest sermon intro that I've ever shared. But I share John's excitement. I really, really do. About the great things that God has done and is going to do in 2022 here at Anderson Hills. I'm also really excited about this new message series that we are starting today called The Domino Effect. We're studying the powerful letter of Colossians together, both in church here, in our Bible reading plan, and in our life groups together. It's going to be a very powerful study. I already started digging into the book Domino Effect by J.D. Wall. If you're not part of a life group, I really want you to get into one if you aren't in one already. Please contact the church office to get into that life group to get you connected with others and maybe begin a new year in the journey together in this beautiful series. I don't know if you've ever played with dominoes. In that book, Domino Effect by J.D. Walt, it tells us there are types, there are all types of dominoes that you can set up in so many ways. The largest number, a Guinness Book of World Records setting feat of dominoes to tip in a spiral arrangement is 250,000 dominoes, a quarter of a million. It took days to set up and only minutes to have them tip and all of them fall. It's a spectacle. You can Google it and check out all these different ways. There are also domino tipping exercises that exhibit what is commonly referred to as the domino effect. Here's how it works. A two-inch tall domino can tip over a four-and-a-half-inch domino. And the way a four-and-a-half-inch domino can tip over a domino that is just over a foot tall. And that can topple over a two and a half foot tall 
domino. It's like a miracle of compound interest, hopefully in your retirement account. It starts small, and it gets exponentially bigger really quick. You hope. I've got a video I want to show you of this, and I just want to warn you. It has some simulated violence in it. So those of you who love France might want to cover your eyes. Okay, let's roll it. You see, when you get to the 23rd domino in this progression, the 23rd, you've just toppled over the Eiffel Tower. Yikes. When you come to the 31st domino, the domino effect says that you just knocked over something 3,000 feet higher than Mount Everest. Now hold on to your pew cushion or your seat cushion. At Domino 57, you are approaching hitting the moon. So right now, you're probably thinking, okay, I see how pastors use their time during the week knocking over dominoes. But perhaps there's a point here. The domino effect can teach us that big spiritual growth begins with small acts of faithfulness. You've probably seen this at work in many areas of your life. You know, if you do things right at work, day in and day out, eventually you'll begin building a pretty amazing career. Or if you invest in your kids, little by little, eventually you'll see changes in them that you wouldn't have noticed before or thought possible. You can experience this, folks, in your spiritual life as well. Because unlike your job or your kids, God is always faithful in spiritual matters. Big spiritual growth begins with small acts of faithfulness. A deep desire to drive and pursue all you can get from God, God will grow that up. Because of his faithfulness, because of his desire to work that faithfulness deep inside you. If you've been around Anderson Hills for a while, you know that we have six habits that we practice. These habits are vital for this spiritual domino effect in our lives. Spending time with God. Give generously of resources. Participate in a small group or life group. Share your faith, serve in ministry, and worship God. Each time this year, we invite you to recommit or commit to these six habits and practice them daily. Each of these habits is like a spiritual domino that will lead to a deeper or bigger spiritual growth in your life. Paul states a domino effect type of goal in Colossians 2, 2 through 3. And I think this is, this is the overall general theme of this incredible letter. He said, my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. 
You don't hear too often an author in Scripture use goal-setting language. Paul does just that. He knows that if he could band people together in love and encouragement and center on the gospel, lives around them will be transformed, including their lives. Colossians is a letter written by Paul to the church in Colossae, which was a farming town located on a river in modern-day Turkey. Like Paul's other letters were eavesdropping on a conversation. And that's always kind of dangerous because you don't know exactly what's going on on the other side of the conversation. However, we do know that Paul is definitely making sure that these people have the right information about beliefs in God, about the supremacy of Jesus Christ, and all the attributes and specifics of that. And there's also a lot of encouragement about how to live for Jesus Christ. Let's begin with this letter with Paul's introduction. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people in Colossae, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God, our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love you have for all of God's people, the faith and love that spring from a hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you have already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing through the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. There's domino effect progression going on here, folks. In the beginning of this letter, you see it happening. Paul hears about their faith. Their faith in Jesus Christ, domino one. They have a reputation for that incredible faith. And that faith, it slaps into domino two of how they have a love for all of God's people. And Paul says that specifically. This faith and love, it springs up from a hope they have stored up in heaven. A hope that they carry. And that slaps into domino three. And it talks about being mature and following Christ and knowing God. And so knowing the gospel completely so that it permeates every inch of their lives. It's a life full of the Spirit. And it's characterized by love and faith and hope. And their faithfulness, it gives birth to greater things. And people see it and they're attracted to it. That gospel message came to them and it was bearing fruit in them. Paul says that this gospel message is growing throughout the whole world at that time. Why? Did you hear it? It's because the church of Colossae has an excitement about the gospel since the first day that they heard it. And that they're trying to comprehend all the riches of God's abundant grace. And that grace is growing within them. It is springing forth from their lives. And it's growing deep down inside of them and bursting. 
You know, it reminds me of a man who took his daughter to a carnival and she immediately ran over to the booth that was selling cotton candy. She got this huge ball of cotton candy and it was almost as big as she was. Her father looked down at her and said, Honey, are you sure you can eat all of that? She looked up at him and said, Daddy, don't worry. I'm a lot bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. I love that. Can you say that you're a lot bigger on the inside than you are on the outside? How do we get bigger on the inside? How does our heart, our mind, our spirit get bigger so that we can have the spiritual domino effect going on in our lives? Well, let's continue in this letter, verses 9 through 14. He says this, For this reason... Since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from dark dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom... We have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This is, this is spiritual dynamite. This is one, one way that is woven throughout this passage. One way to grow bigger on the inside is really to look at the, the whole context of this passage that Paul proclaims. And it comes down to one question I want to ask you today. Is there someone in your life like Paul in relationship to these people in Colossae? Is there one person in your life, you have a Paul in your life? It seems like we have not only socially distanced ourselves physically from each other, it seems like there's spiritual distancing from each other. We need each other in order to grow. We need someone in our faith life, too, to help us grow. As iron sharpens iron, the word says, so one person sharpens another. We need each other to grow spiritually into deep knowledge and wise people who know the will of God. And we do that together. 2022, I was thinking about it. It's a, it's a, it's a year of twos. <laughs> We need each other, like Paul. We need that person like Paul to encourage us, to help us grow in wisdom of the knowledge of God. Is there someone praying for us, praying that these amazing qualities are birthed within us? Did you hear about what Paul desired for his readers in this letter? He had prayers for knowledge of his will through all wisdom and Holy Spirit 
understanding of all things. I don't know about you, but I want that when it comes to my decision-making in life. Knowing God's will, the knowledge of his will, and this Holy Spirit understanding. And Paul wants that for these readers. You see, when a new year starts, we often have big aspirations about the changes that we want to make, but we don't take those tangible steps to make those things happen, my friends. We've probably all done that before. I believe in this message series. Every week, we're going to give you a tangible way to put in, from the sermon, into practice, these spiritual practices in your life. So are you ready for this week's step? And I challenge you to do it. Here it is. Find someone who you believe is spiritually mature and ask them how they can continue to mature in their faith. Ask them how they continue to mature in their faith. Have a phone conversation. Have a sit-down with coffee. Interact with them. Get to know their practice. And then you practice. And you'll see this new way of doing things spiritually spring up in you. So that that could be maybe domino number one in your life. Maybe they'll share something with you that you can utilize. And maybe you'll utilize it on into the rest of your life. I challenge you to do just that. And see how God will use it and turn it into a spiritual domino effect for you. Will you please join me in prayer? Good and gracious God, we thank you that you desire for us to grow bigger on the inside. That our heart, mind, and soul would nourish your faithfulness, nourish in your faithfulness in order to grow. God, we pray that you would, by your Holy Spirit, give us wisdom and understanding to know your will and to do your will in our lives. We thank you for this incredible letter and this journey that we are beginning in this domino effect way of living our lives spiritually. We pray that you would lead us to a person like Paul to encourage us and to help us mature in our faith. God, we thank you for your love. And we thank you for the way in which you want to take those small spiritual steps and turn them into a greater way of ministering as your beloved children. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.